All right. Well, the sleepy, welcoming episode from yesterday is done and behind me. And the first thing I want to ask you is imagine you're a kindergarten teacher or a parent, if that's easier for you. And you're asking a five-year-old, do they feel like a boy? Now, what sex your child actually is in your own hypothetical is irrelevant. Because the question itself, do you feel like a boy, has got to just be baffling for a five-year-old. Yet the media would have us all believe that kids are starving for this information. And all the teachers across the country are begging to feed them this knowledge that they so desire. But imagine being asked that question yourself at whatever age you happen to be. Do I feel like a boy? I guess. I feel like me. And that's fine with me. I understand there's a lot of people that don't feel like me. They aren't comfortable inside their own body. And I'm not an expert. I don't know where that comes from. But ask yourself, is a five-year-old even capable of understanding the question? If you're a little boy, do you know what it feels like to be a little girl? These feelings that you're experiencing inside of you, how do you assign gender to them when you're five? But this is the big topic of discussion, or maybe the world has moved on. I might be a little bit late to the party. So why are we hell-bent as a culture? Again, as the media would have you believe, we're hell-bent as a culture to educate these kids. I was pondering some sort of parody skit where a gay kindergarten teacher is Telling his class about his coke-fueled weekend. But I'm not really interested in offending the gay community. And also, it would be wildly inappropriate. (laughs) And I uh, still have a little PTSD from being so viciously canceled not so long ago. It's a little bit encouraging that Elon Musk owns a bunch of Twitter now, although Elon Musk has just kind of done an intelligent thing by choosing the other side. He's a billionaire. 
multi-billionaire, the richest man in the world, reportedly. He doesn't have to care about being canceled. But I do hope that he feels the way he claims to feel about freedom of speech. He's from South Africa. He has no allegiance to the American, the American way of life, but maybe he does. That's up to him. But the point is, I see no reason why he would feel compelled to be allegiant to America and the Bill of Rights, etc. So it was reported that he was going to join the board of directors of Twitter and he was smart enough to read the fine print. The fine print being that he couldn't buy more than 15% of the company and he had to represent himself in a way that would uh, exhibit the best interests of the shareholders and while he initially agreed, when it came down to it, he said, no, I'm not going to join your board. So everyone speculating, he decided he was going to buy more Twitter or he's going to try to do a hostile takeover or... He's not going to do anything. He's just going to sit back and try to influence the decisions of the company as much as possible and try to increase his stock price and make more money that way. Anything could be possible. But I think people need to put the brakes on with the Elon Musk is a superhero conversation because the Biden admin wants everybody to buy electric cars, right? And Elon Musk probably makes the best electric car you can buy. So I would say he stands to benefit from a Biden presidency. Although, does anyone really stand to benefit from a Biden presidency aside from the big guy himself and his family? It doesn't seem like it. I just put... 24 gallons of gas in my vehicle and it was over a hundred dollars. I could see where the, I did that stickers of a picture of Joe Biden were stuck to the gas pump and then scraped off by whomever. It didn't really seem to be an employee that did it because it was really poorly done, but I don't know, I guess does anybody care about doing a good job anymore? I do personally. But the way some people are treated at their jobs makes me feel like I can't really blame them for having bad attitudes and a poor work ethic. Some would say, oh no, there's no excuse for doing a bad job. You should take pride in your work. And I agree with that. I've also quit almost every job that I've had for something better. I asked the kid at Safeway the other day. It's a local grocery store. I was over at the deli getting something for lunch. He seemed to be the only person there, and I asked him, 
are you manning this whole operation by yourself? And he said, yeah, for the next six and a half hours. And he was probably 19 years old. And I told him, dude, that's not cool. Because it isn't. He has to help every customer that comes up to the counter. And then he has to take care of everything else that goes on behind the scenes. I have no idea what that is. But ordinarily, I see two people, at least, in the stores that care about providing good service to their customers. And it was really weird. It felt almost like the flip of a switch. All of the companies jumped on the COVID bandwagon and said, oh, we're going to super half-ass our entire operation because now we have a huge global pandemic that we can blame it on. (laughs) Nice. The local McDonald's is still reaching out to me with the, the, the pin pad for my debit card from the drive-through window. And I've just about had it. See, but see, I can't be mean to the person that's working there because that's just their job. And I imagine they probably hear it from at least 25 or 30% of the customers that come through there because aren't we all just real sick of dealing with it? But we're coming back, baby. The lockdowns are coming back. The mask mandates are coming back. Aren't we all so excited? They're already mandating masks for indoor operations in Philadelphia and in China. I guess it's really just a nightmare. I don't really know. I haven't followed it as closely probably as I should. Um, but I guess oil prices went down a little bit because of it. However, I don't, it doesn't really feel like a great reason to celebrate. I don't know why I'm trying to work this video here and it is just not, it's just not going well. I don't know why my screen isn't being shared. I'm a super noob with the streaming. Is anyone that knows me? could confirm maybe the most frustrating part is that I had this all set up before I started recording and now it's just not working at all for some strange reason or maybe the reason is just because oh there it is now it's working the reason is just because I am cursed. I have some kind of strange aura around me that doesn't allow things to work. And now I'm on a different browser page. Here we go. (laughs) Trying to talk about China for Christ's sake. Ooh, I'm sorry. I got to watch out for that. Part of my rebranding. I'm going to stay on top of my profanity. And I also clicked the whatever box on the Apple podcasts, the not, you know, uh, uh, it's not safe for kids. When I was posting on YouTube, I, oh, I never wanted to check the safe for kids box. I also wanted to be free and I didn't care about being canceled, but 
I'm in I'm I'm interviewing successful politicians and they really have to be concerned with their brand and who they associate with. And I just want to be respectful of that. It's not about censoring myself, it's about keeping opportunities open for myself. And I've never had a problem censoring my language. I grew up in a evangelical Christian home, as I mentioned yesterday, and uh, swearing was not allowed, not permitted. Maybe the D word or the A word. But I mean, not for kids. That was only for mom and dad. They could get away with some naughty language. I think I even heard my stepdad drop some F-bombs from time to time, but it was always like in context. It wasn't out of anger or frustration. He was very controlled and reserved. But I'll have the uh, one of the Republican gubernatorial primary candidates possibly as early as this weekend and he's running a primary race against a bunch of Republicans and we we all know that Republicans can be very conservative and religious so I don't want to be a uh, black mark against his chances I feel like that's the decent thing to do even though I really love to swear the F word is one of my favorites. And that's and I don't mean the one that means gay people. But I wonder, with all this panic about grooming and sexualizing of, of the children, is there a large portion of the gay population that thinks that this is a good thing? I don't think so. I would liken it to the percentage of the trans population that thinks that it's cool to be a trans woman competing in the Olympics, for example, against other biological women. I think there's plenty of very reasonable trans people that think that that's not a good thing. That it's unfair. And that's what we should be focused on, right? Everybody says, oh, life's not fair. You just got to deal with it. Well, isn't that kind of up to us? Sure, there's unfair things that happen that are out of our control. But shouldn't we be able to work within our own parameters to try to make things fair? I think so. So in China, they've locked down again for apparently a new COVID variant, BA2. I mean, we didn't even run out of numbers, but I think that's probably because we were all trolling about COVID-19. It came out in 2019, so that's why they called it COVID-19. And then the official narrative comes back like, nah, nah, that's not why we did it. 
So then for the next variance, they were like, oh, we got to do something different. They're onto us. They figured out what's going on. <clears throat> but why would we? What, no one's claiming that it's more deadly. Only that it's easier to catch. More virulent. It's a nice word. Feels good to say. Virulent. Which means you just catch it better. And I've heard epidemiologists claim that viruses generally aren't trying to kill their host. They're trying to spread to as many hosts as possible. So as a natural evolution, a virus will become less deadly, but more infectious. Apparently, this isn't the case, according to Yahoo News, because all of these big banks and stock institutions, if that's even a thing, you know what I mean. The thing, as our dearly beloved president would say. But the short story, according to Yahoo, is that the crazy lockdowns have limited demand in, for oil in China, so the prices have dipped a little bit. However, due to these lockdowns and our uh, benefit of lower oil prices, uh, the Chinese people are being absolutely decimated. They're locked in their houses again. And they're screaming from their windows and leaping to their deaths. And it's a very suspicious situation. Let's just assume for the sake of the argument that this is the same old COVID, new variant, who cares? It's not killing a ton of people. But China has a zero COVID policy. So I guess everybody should be okay with that. We only care, America only cares apparently when there's human rights violations in countries, (laughs) countries that are digging oil out of the ground. If you're digging oil out of the ground, those human rights violations will not be tolerated. But if you're a nuclear, (laughs) if you're a nuclear superpower, help yourself. Which is also, I guess, the way we feel about Russia, but I'm not even trying to get into that right now. There's rumors of food shortages in China, and that, that makes me wonder if this is what the lockdowns are really about. Rationing. And it's weird, they blame all the shortages on Russia, but we all knew they were coming. Because of the lockdowns. And now here China is locking down again. And amongst all the the other articles. We can see that. Here let me help you. Where do I go right? Yeah. Oh boom. There we go. Looks like my face is on the wrong side. Oh my god. I'm really screwing that all up. There we go. Ha ha. Uh, if, If the sound comes out okay. This video will go up. On Rumble, I had to give myself a little pep talk. I just wanted to hit the audio and uh, had to kind of smack myself around a little bit. 
motivate me to uh, keep working on getting the video going because if I don't practice, it's never going to get better. I'm never going to work out the kinks if I don't identify the kinks, right? So all these articles about the Chinese lockdown is about, oh, people can't get their iPhones or their MacBooks. Nobody has anything to say about, like, oh, lockdowns disrupt logistics. Counting the cost of the lockdowns. Imports and exports of lockdowns. Nobody's saying, uh, hey, people are leaping to their deaths because they just can't take it anymore. Is there a lesson there about the Second Amendment? I don't really want to sound callous while I'm talking about how we've turned these Chinese lockdowns into our own first world problem because now we are running low on iPhone 13s, guys. This is crazy. Everybody max up and vax up. We got to have the newest gadgets. But if it's not for death toll, what's it about? I think rationing is a pretty interesting theory. I guess it's my own. I don't want to hurt my shoulder patting myself on the back. But what are some other things that you think it could be? Send me an email. The real earth box at protonmail.com. Earthbox is E-A-R-T-H. Like the planet Earth. And Vox. V-O-X. I look forward to hearing from you. That's all for now. But not to worry. I will talk to you soon. Goodbye.